We welcome you into another edition of State Lines, where you get the best gambling information out there. The NFL draft is in the books, and we've got you covered mostly from the Bears' angle, how this will affect their 2021 season. My name is Jason Gotch. I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Berger, and what a draft it was for the Bears. I got to admit, before the draft, I thought that Tevin Jenkins would be the Bears' first-round pick. It turns out they get him in the second round because... He slips that far, and the Bears make a huge splash in the first round. They trade up from number 20 to number 11. They swap with the Giants. Ryan Pace gives up more picks. He loves to trade in the draft. That's for sure, no doubt about that. No Mitchell Trubisky, of course, this time. Ohio State star quarterback Justin Fields going to the Chicago Bears number 11 overall. So the whole dynamic of this franchise changed in one night. Most Bears fans are thrilled with this pick. So, Kev, I bring you in here from a gambler's perspective, from a guy who's watched the Bears for a long time. Uh, what do you think of this pick, Justin Fields, a number one to the Chicago Bears? Well, Jason, first of all, thanks for uh, having me. Glad to be back. Um, honestly, in terms of this pick, I was shocked. I'm still shocked because um, on the day of the night of the first round, you know, we all got our notifications saying that the Bears had just traded the 20th pick to move up to 11. We all knew that they were going to get a quarterback. Um, the only question was which one. I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought that they were going to do something very Bears-esque and draft Mac Jones, which I don't think would have personally been bad. But um, I was speechless. I'm still speechless. And this couldn't have been a better move if they tried. Not only did they get... Arguably, in my personal opinion, I think Justin Fields is going to end up being the best quarterback out of this draft class. I hands down think eventually when all is said and done, he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft class. Um, he outdueled Trevor Lawrence in the college football playoff. I mean, he threw six touchdowns up against arguably the best defense in the country for the last three seasons. Um, the Bears got a mobile quarterback. They have a leader. They have an intelligent guy back there who is more than capable of making adjustments and mixing signals at the line of scrimmage. And, um, Jason, the other big thing, too, the most accurate passer throwing the ball 20 yards or further down the field in the country the last two seasons. Not, not one of the most accurate, the most accurate guy throwing the football down the field. And as we Bears fans know... That's something that we haven't had. So um, to say that I'm ecstatic is to put it lightly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think Kev can not only be an analyst with gambling, but he can also be Justin Fields' agent the way he talks about him right there. And for good reason. Look, I, I don't know if I'm in, in love with this pick as Kevin is, but there's a lot of upside to Justin Fields here. There's more upside than there was to Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky... I didn't play a lot in college. Uh, the talk with him was that he was he threw a catchable ball, that he was going to be an accurate passer. That turned out not to be true. He was a guy who a lot of times was better with his legs than he was with his arm. Where Justin Fields, I think his upside is what Kevin said. His upside is that if it all works out, he can be a true franchise top five quarterback in the NFL. Now, everybody looks good on paper when they're drafted in the first round. Will that be the case? I don't know. I do love his toughness, what he showed in that Clemson game when he got absolutely hammered and got back up and kept playing. He does throw a ball very good down the field. I do think he's a winner. I do think he's a smart guy. I do think he has that just hearing him in the press conference after he was drafted by the Bears. He's got that it factor that I think is so important for a quarterback. Uh, but there are a few things that scare me here, and one of them 
has nothing to do with Justin Fields. It has to do with Matt Nagy. I have zero confidence. If there was negative, if you could put it in negative numbers, I have negative numbers on my confidence level for Matt Nagy to develop Justin Fields. I saw Matt Nagy with Mitchell Trubisky for three years and never figure out uh, that Mitchell Trubisky needed to make plays with his arm as well as his, uh, or rather with his legs as well as his arm. So the Matt Nagy factor scares me a lot. Uh, Also, the competition. He played great against Clemson, but a lot of those wins he racked up were against Big Ten teams. We know the Big Ten's got Ohio State. Penn State's got pretty good talent. Michigan State occasionally. Michigan's overrated. And then you got overachieving teams like Northwestern and Wisconsin in that conference. So you're going to be throwing against a lot better talent, a lot more speed when Fields plays in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. And also... You look at the history of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL, not so good. So I'm not saying the Fields isn't going to be good. Look, I understand the pick. I I think Ryan Pace went out on a limb to make it, to move up. I hate the fact the Bears have to constantly trade up to get quarterbacks that don't work out. I hope this ends the problem. It's time that the Bears get a quarterback that can be a franchise guy. I'm not ready to put him in the Hall of Fame yet, but I'm I'm optimistic about the outcome of this, and hopefully Matt Nagy uh, doesn't let us all down with the development of Justin Fields. So let's get into the gambling angle, though, here if we could, Kev, because th- there's a prop on the board, and it, you knew this was going to be up there. Look, this was an easy one for the gamblers. A week number one starter for the Chicago Bears. Andy Dalton is minus 167. Uh, Justin Fields is plus 150. Nick Foles is plus 900. I I don't even know if Nick Foles, I doubt he's even on the team at that point. But he's on the board here to possibly be the starter. My question to you is, who starts week number one for the Chicago Bears? Will it be the guy Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy said on draft night will start? That's Andy Dalton. Or will Justin Fields beat him out in camp? Well, Jason, real quick, I mean, addressing uh, Nick Foles, no. I don't think even the Bears are delusional enough to bring three quarterbacks on the active roster to the 53 come the regular season. I don't even think the Bears are that delusional. Um, I will I will take the plus 150 with Justin Fields. Be, and the reason why I say that is every single Sky and Report I've read, and I've probably read at least 20 different ones from varying sources, uh, chief of which being Pro Football Focus, Every single one of them has praised Justin Fields before his physical attributes for his intelligence and his ability to understand the game. Um, If Justin Fields proves over the course of the offseason and training camp that he has a grasp on this offense and he can command the huddle, put him out there. If he is better than Andy Dalton, put him out there. I don't care about your promises. I don't care about $10 million. Nothing. If you are a Bears fan... And Andy, Dal- and Andy Dalton is not as good as Justin Fields. I don't care if it's Justin Fields' first game. Put him out there. So I will take the plus 150 easily. All right, Kev's on the plus 150. I'm going with Dalton here, minus 167. I just don't think the Bears see this as a day one draft type move for them where they're going to start this guy day one because they don't want to destroy his confidence early on. Now, whether that's the right or wrong decision, we'll probably learn that in training camp, but I just see the Bears doing things by the book. They're going to run Andy Dalton out there. If we see Justin Fields, it'll be because Andy Dalton gets hurt early or the Bears are real bad the first few weeks. This is very similar to... Uh, the Mike Glennon, Mitchell Trubisky move of a few years ago where they look and Andy Dalton's a lot better than Mike Glennon is, but they ran Glennon out there. He was so bad that they had to put Mitchell Trubisky on the field because it was just getting to the point where you could see Glennon couldn't play. And I don't think Dalton's that bad. Look, is Andy Dalton going to get, is he a hall of famer? No, 
But this is a guy who took the Bengals to the playoffs a few years. If you give him time to throw the ball, he's okay. If you don't give him time, he's not going to make plays with his feet and his arm like Justin Fields will. So the Bears did address the offensive line here during this draft with Tevin Jenkins and guys later in the draft as well. So they're trying to shore that up for Dalton and for Fields because that was a big problem spot in recent years. So I think Dalton starts week one. Does Fields get on the year uh, on the field this year? Yes, absolutely. Unless Andy Dalton surprises people and the Bears are uh, going to make the playoffs or they're looking like they're a team that, you know, they get out of the gate four and two, five and one, uh, six and three, something like that. And Dalton's actually playing well. Then they probably let Fields watch. But I think Justin Fields will play this year. I just don't think it's going to be week number one. So I'm going to go ahead and take Andy Dalton uh, with a minus 167 there. Now, Kev, let's get to this one, too, because uh, here's another fun one. And it kind of relates not just, of course, to week one, but a big picture uh, deal here. The Bears over under total for wins in Las Vegas right now is seven and a half. Now, this is a team that won nine games last year. They did, of course, make the playoffs. And you look at the Bears and you say, Okay, well, I beg your pardon. They actually were eight and eight last year, but eight and eight last year, they made the playoffs. That's still more than seven and a half wins. Uh, what do you think? Do the Chicago Bears find a way to win eight games or more, or is this going to be a rebuilding year if Fields is on the field? And you look at uh, maybe seven wins or under, and this is just a year to build towards twenty twenty two. Oh. That's uh that's a hard one, Jason, because, I mean, I'm looking at the Bears' schedule, and obviously you got the eight games between the divisions, so that, that's no surprise. Um, but, I mean, the Bears have a very tough schedule. I mean, they have to play the Niners, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns, the Rams again, which I feel like the Bears have played the Rams almost every year <laughs> the last, like, three or four seasons, I swear. Um, and then they, yeah, they have to play the AFC North, so they have to throw the Steelers in there too. And then they have the Seahawks, the Bucks, and the Raiders. So I mean, you you said it was over under seven and a half. You said it, over under seven and a half. You know what? I will take the over. I'll say the Bears could possibly get nine. I think they could get a solid nine wins again. Maybe 10, but I mean, that's all going to come down to, especially for me, is what is the situation looking like up in Green Bay? Because they might be able to sneak one win out of those, especially if uh, the King of the North is not uh, still not happy by that point in the season. All right, we got you locked in there, Kev, for over seven and a half. I'm actually going under here. I could see them actually winning nine games. I, I just think it's a little bit of a reach at this point, and if Justin Fields plays... Again, it's a learning experience year. So I, I think the bet for me here is to say they go under seven and a half wins. And, and I'm not big. Kev read the schedule out there. I'm normally not very big on the old John Clayton ESPN. We look at the schedule in April and May and we predict what's going to happen because the NFL is so goofy. You see every year almost, it seems, a last place team will be a first place team the next year. But that schedule that Kevin read, even for me, I got to look at it a little bit and say, those are some pretty good football teams on that. The AFC North is a tough division. Uh, I would expect the Bengals are, are a team that's rebuilding, so that one's the one the Bears could get. But the rest of those teams are probably better than the Bears right now. Obviously, Seattle's a tough out. Kevin's right. The Bears and Rams should be in the same division because they play every single year, it seems. And, and San Francisco is probably going to be better than they were last year. So it's going to be a tough year. And, of course, obviously, you have the, the Packers. And I, I still think that's going to work out with Aaron Rodgers. I can't see Green Bay letting them go. But you never know. Maybe they get a King's Ransom back, and it's time for Jordan Love to, to take the field in Green 
Green Bay, kind of like uh, it was a little over a decade ago when Brett Favre was unhappy with the organization. They didn't welcome him back, and then you know, we know the rest was history with Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going to go under here. I'm going to say seven and a half is the total right now. I'll say the Bears. They're probably a six and ten, seven and nine team, but I'm not that confident in picking the under because I, I think they actually could win eight or nine games. Again, the difference in the NFL between winning seven games and nine games is not much, folks. It's a fumble here. It's a missed field goal there. It's a bad turnover in this game. It's getting a break in this game from the officials. It really is over the course of the season. It's one of those things where, again, you get the extra game this year, so eight and nine would actually win this for you. But between seven and nine wins, the difference is not very much. Uh, Let's go ahead right now. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and look at more of the NFL draft. He's Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. This is another episode of State Lines where you get the best gambling information out there. We'll take a look at uh, the odds to win the NFC North. We'll also talk about the Bears' chances to make the playoffs. We'll also look at the Bears' odds to win the Super Bowl and the NFC if you're getting really creative. And also, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Hint, hint, Justin Fields is the second choice behind I think you know who that would be. We'll talk about all that coming up in a little bit right after this. Former White Sox pitcher and announcer Ed Farmer was thrown the biggest curveball of his life when he was told the only thing that could save him was organ donation. My brother Tom, he's the guy that gave me my life back because I was dying. Three more days, I was going to be gone. Ed lived nearly 30 years because of the kidney donation. His legacy will live on through the White Sox and this life-saving program. Join the Illinois Secretary of State's Organ Tissue Donor Registry. I always say heaven knows you can't take them with you. Welcome you back to State Lines, where you get the best gambling information out there. He's Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. We are breaking down the 2021 NFL Draft because with the picks that were made and hint, hint, especially in Chicago with the Chicago Bears, a lot changes from the gambler's perspective. We had so many quarterbacks taken in the first round, and of course, the Bears made one of the biggest splashes in the draft, trading up with the Giants, going from 20 to 11 overall, and taking Ohio State star Justin Fields as their new franchise quarterback. And Bears fans are really excited right now that Fields will finally finally be the franchise quarterback. The Bears have probably lacked since Jim McMahon. Maybe you got to go back to Sid Luckman. I mean, the Bears are a great team when it comes to linebackers and running backs, but you think about this. Brett Favre took over as the Packers starting quarterback in 1992. We're talking here in 2021, and assuming Aaron Rodgers is with the Packers this year, but even if he wasn't, the Packers basically had three decades of two quarterbacks who were Hall of Famers or are going to be a Hall of Famer, and Aaron Rodgers, Favre's already in. But you think about the greatness they've had in Green Bay, at quarterback. In the same time, the Chicago Bears were starting guys like Will Fuhrer, Cordell Stewart. Uh, you think back to, I mean, Eric, when well, you're talking about Eric Kramer or Jake Cutler or Jim Miller, being your best quarterbacks of that almost 30-year span, you know you are a team that has needed a quarterback uh, for a long, long time. And obviously, Mitchell Trubisky did not work out. He's in Buffalo now. So hope springs eternal for Bears fans, and let's hope uh, the team finally got it right and Justin Fields can be that guy that is a top-five quarterback for a decade or more for the Monsters of the Midway. But, Kev, let's go ahead and look at the odds now uh, to win the NFC North. Right now, the Packers minus 115, and you touched on it a little bit. 
uh, just a few moments ago about how we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. It, it sure sounds like he wants out of Green Bay. Uh, will the Packers accommodate that request? It'd be hard to see them actually wanting to do anything like that. Rodgers being the defending league MVP, but he's not happy right now. So the Packers minus 115 still to win this division. The Vikings are plus 250. The Bears are plus 325. And then the Motor City Kitties, the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff at quarterback, are plus 2,000. So not a lot of respect for the Lions. Uh, The Packers are the odds-on favorite, but the Bears and the Vikings, according to the Gamblers, certainly in the hunt. Any thoughts on all those odds? And also, um, you know, would you take a flyer here on the Bears? You said you thought they could get 9 or 10 wins, possibly, if things fall their way. Maybe a shot put down, you know, 50 or 100 bucks to try and triple your money. Honest, honestly, Jason, I probably would throw, you know, a hundred bucks on the Bears because, I mean, let's think about this logically. The Lions are the Lions and, and they're rebuilding. I'm sorry. I don't have confidence in Jared Goff doing anything of the sort. Um, and like I said, I firmly think, Jason, that Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for the Green Bay Packers this year because if the Packers really wanted to acquiesce to his demands and trade him, they already would have. They already would have. It's plain and simple. Um, the Packers need Aaron Rodgers a hell of a lot more. Aaron Rodgers needs the Green Bay Packers. Um, so if he wants to retire and go host Jeopardy, I would actually be all for that, not just as a Bears fan, but I think he's a very good host of Jeopardy. Um, and the Vikings, we have to remember, the Vikings still have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback, and I'm sorry, I don't trust Kirk Cousins um, come playoff time, and also that Vikings defense is a year older. Um, so yeah, I would, I would throw a hundred bucks down on the bears to possibly double, triple my money. Why not? It's, it's a hundred dollars that can be made up for pretty easily. (laughs) Well, that now sounded like a true gambler right there. Hey, if you don't win this one, bet your way out of it. There you go, Kev. I like the philosophy. Boy, oh boy. I'd like to, you know what? I don't know if I'd throw a hundred. I might throw 25 here because, what Kevin said, everything he said there makes sense. Look, I, I accept from my perspective, I'm not so sure Rodgers is going to play. I mean, when you think about this guy, he's in his late 30s now. He is quirky. There's no doubt about it. Look, you like Aaron Rodgers, you don't like Aaron Rodgers, whatever your opinion on this guy is. He's a quirky guy. Tom Brady would do any, he would have walked from Foxborough down to Tampa to play for the Buccaneers, even if it took him three months in the offseason. That's how much that guy likes football. I think Aaron Rodgers likes football, but I don't know if he has the same passion for it that a guy like Brady does or some other people because you don't walk away or threaten to in the prime of your career if you love the game. So from that perspective, maybe he does. But you got to think they might patch things up there. Uh, If this is really all about Jordan Love getting drafted by the Packers last year, Aaron Rodgers needs to get over it. I I, I think it's the ultimate irony that Aaron Rodgers is complaining about the Packers taking a young guy to replace a future Hall of Fame quarterback who's in his late 30s when 15 years ago or 16 years ago, that's exactly what the Packers did in the 2005 draft. So they, they did the same thing to replace Brett Favre eventually. So if anybody should understand the move, it's Aaron Rodgers. But apparently uh, time makes him forget things like that. So it's- well, well, Jason, I don't mean to cut you off. But I just wanted to say one thing. I think it's more to do with the fact that in the last five years, Aaron Rodgers has played with a single pro bowler on offense. One, and that is Devontae Adams. They have had no pro bowlers, other pro bowl wide receivers. They've had no tight ends, no offensive line, no running backs, 
nothing. I think that's what he's upset about more so than Jordan Love being drafted. Honestly, I don't think Aaron Rodgers much cares because Jordan Love's not even in the same universe as Aaron Rodgers when it comes to being a quarterback. But it's the fact that essentially they've said, okay, Aaron, you're going to get us to the playoffs. You're going to get us to the Super Bowl. But it's basically only him. Well, Aaron Jones was good last year. I mean, he ran for over, what, 1,000 yards, 1,100 yards. I mean, I think he was averaging over five yards a carry. So they've got to, I mean, Devontae Adams is a superstar wide receiver, and Aaron Jones was good last year too. And maybe it's not about all about just drafting Jordan Love, but it's the idea that they took Jordan Love and then they weren't able to use that pick on an offensive player that would help right away. But this is a team that went to the NFC Championship game last year, and they had it on their own field. So it's not like it's not like this guy's playing for the Detroit Lions. So, I mean, I, I think he needs to get over. It a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see if he plays. But the idea that Green Bay is still a pretty good team, I I, I still think they're the favorite in that division. I don't trust Kirk Cousins at all either. Uh, the Lions are in a total rebuild. They're not going to win it. So if I I would make a small wager here on the Bears just for fun, maybe put twenty five bucks again to try and triple my money. But I still think this is the Packers division. Uh, to lose. And we'll see about Rodgers. It's the interesting story of the offseason so far. We'll see if he decides to play or he doesn't. But one thing Aaron Rodgers has got to keep in mind, if the Packers don't trade him, you know, a guy in his late 30s like he is, uh, he's losing one season off of his football life if he decides he wants to come back. Now, maybe this will be it. Maybe he'll walk away. But Aaron Rodgers right now is 37 years old. Uh, maybe he'll say, you know what, I'm done. I'm never going to play again. But in one year or two years, if he says, hey, you know what, I retired a little too early and I want to come back and play in the NFL, maybe he does. He probably won't be at the same level he is this year if he plays. And you can never get these years back if you're an athlete because you can't play football. Well, Brady can't play in his mid-40s, but most of these guys are going to play in their mid-40s. They're not going to play in their 50s. This isn't like being a banker where you can say, you know what, I'm going to retire and play golf at 37 because I got a few million. I want to get back in the game at 50. Not going to happen. So Rodgers has some big decisions to make, and so do the Packers. We'll see how that one plays out. This is State Lines where you get the best gambling information out there. He is Kevin Burger. I am Jason Gotch. Kev, how about this one? Now, you threw, you said you'd throw the 100 bucks to, to win an additional 325 on the Bears to win the division, but I'm, I'm going to give an easier one out there for you. How about the Bears just to make the playoffs? And again, a 17-game schedule this year in the NFL, so you would think probably got to get to nine wins to make the playoffs. Ten, definitely. I Well, almost definitely would probably get you in, but you got to get to nine probably to be in the conversation. Uh, the Bears to make the playoffs are plus 163. Uh, the odds on the no are minus 200. What do you think? Oh, you know what, um, Jason? I, I could spare 50 bucks to throw on the Bears getting in the playoffs. Why not? I'm, th I'm, I'm throwing money around. Might as well. <laughs> it's Monopoly money at this point. Throw it out there. So you think th you'll throw 50 bucks on there to basically, you know, win an additional 82 bucks. Yep, yep, exactly. Because, hey, $82, that's, uh, oh, well, that's that that's almost an entire uh, bi phone bill for me. So I, I can work <laughs> with that. This, you got a good carry. If you only paid 82 bucks, I'm with you. It's a good carry. You're not overpaying. Good job. Now, the Bears playoffs for me, uh, there's no way I'm betting a no here. I just think that's too much to lay down, especially in this NFL where there's so much parity. I'm not putting 200 down to win an additional 100. I'd probably stay away from this one. But again, this is another one. Maybe I put 25 bucks on it for fun because away from the radio, I'm a Bears fan. And, and, and again, if things go their way, and it would be fun too. If you have, 
If you have 25 bucks to spare or 50 bucks to spare, this is a fun one if you're a Bears fan because if things get exciting for them, let's say Fields comes in or even let's say Andy Dalton plays well and they're looking like a playoff team, you can cheer for him every week. And then you can also cheer that, hey, I'm going to have a little spending money to take, you know, go out to the bar and watch the playoff game with. And, you know, I'm not going to lose any money watching that because I'll have won my playoffs bet. So, yeah, I'll jump on there and I'll save yeah, 25 bucks or so for me, too, on that one. All right, here's one for you, Kev. All right, now now we're going we're gonna to see how, how much you really t- treat this like Monopoly money, okay? The Bears are plus 2,200 to win the NFC. Taking a, a chance on that one, 22 to 1. Oh, you know what? Actually, I will because Jason, you're gonna have to walk with me on this one. All right. So let's say that my scenario with the Aaron Rodgers situation works out, and Aaron Rodgers decides that he's had enough and he retires. Um, then all of a sudden you're looking around, and Jordan Love is completely untested. Not to mention the fact the Packers still don't really have that much of a defense. Um, the Vikings are the Vikings, and again, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. And the Lions are the Lions, and I have no confidence in Jared Goff. All of a sudden, you're looking around as a Bears fan, and the Bears might be the best team in the division by default if Aaron Rodgers leaves. So, again, Monopoly money, why not? I'll, I'll, th- I'll throw some money down to <laughs> have the Bears win the division because, I mean, the division's really not all that great anyway, so why not? Okay, all right. Well, you see, so you got the money to win the division. You got the money to win the NFC then, too. You're putting it on to win the entire NFC. 22 to 1. Oh, the entire NFC. Yeah, oh, the no. entire NFC here. The no. entire NFC, twenty-two to one. So you you bet a hundred, Kev, you get twenty-two hundred dollars cash back plus that original hundred-dollar investment. No, I I don't I don't see that happening because Tom Brady's in the way. Um, I'll say the Rams are in the way now that Matt Stafford actually has a actual semblance of an organization to play with. Um, and of course the Seattle Seahawks are in the NFC. Um. There's also, I mean, some of the up-and-coming teams like the Cardinals. I expect the Cardinals to take a big leap this year. Uh, no, I would not uh, I would not put that much money down because I, I don't see the Bears uh, being able to take the whole NFC. Unless, unless something catastrophic happened, I don't see it. Yeah, I'm not seeing this one either. Look, Matt Nagy's still their coach, and I still don't believe in that guy. I know, look, Matt Nagy, I think, is the worst coach in NFL history in his first three years never to have a losing season. It's amazing. He has never had a losing season. Unbelievable. But I just I still don't think he's very good. I, I, I don't look at him as an offensive guru. He had a handoff the play calling to Bill Lazor last year. It's just I, I, I don't trust him. So certainly I don't think the Bears are going to win the NFC, and I'm not going to put any money down on that one. But I'm going to tempt you even more here, Kev, okay? I'm going to say... I'll give you these odds. Bears plus 5,000 to win the Super Bowl. So if you want to risk 50 bucks to win 2,500, say the Bears bring home the big Lombardi trophy, any temptation to get 50 to 1 odds on the Chicago Bears to win the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, why not? I, I, re- I realize now that makes my last statement extremely ironic because I would not put money on them to win the NFC, but I will put 50 bucks on them to win the Super Bowl. But you know what? It is what it is. So, yeah, I'll, th- I'll throw it out there. Why not? Well, the odds are a lot better for that one. They only have to win a one more game, and you get 50 to 1 odds. I'm passing. Again, same thing. Matt Nagy's the coach. I think that's too tough. I don't think they're nearly the Super Bowl. going to win a Super Bowl. Plus, when you think about rookie quarterbacks trying to win a Super Bowl, if Fields were to do that, it'd be unbelievable. Love to see it, but... Uh, not seeing that happen. And Andy Dalton, I watch too many Bengals games. Look, I, I don't want to confuse anybody where I think Andy Dalton's a Pro Bowler or a Hall of Fame or anything like that. I just think he's a lot serviceable than Mitchell Trubisky was uh, the last couple of
couple of years, especially after Drabisky suffered that injury uh, in 2019. Now, last one for you here, Kev, on this show, and we'll wrap it up after this. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let's take a look at these. We've got Trevor Lawrence is plus 300. Justin Fields is the second choice at plus 600, along with Lance out in San Francisco. Then you've got Zach Wilson at plus 700. Najee Harris and Mac Jones are plus 1,000. Any thoughts on any of those guys to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year in the National Football League? And I know just based on our earlier conversation, you do like Justin Fields a lot. He's on that board, plus 600. Mm, You know what? I'm looking at those odds, too, although I would not throw it on Justin Fields. Honestly, Jason, I might surprise you. I would take the plus uh, 700 on Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Um, I I watched a lot of Zach Wilson when he was at BYU this year, because especially on on Saturday nights, I'm a night owl who likes to watch late night college football. Um, and I, th- this kid can play. Um, he can make all the throws. He knows he can make all the throws, and he acts like he can make all the throws. I, I think going into New York, I understand that it, it's the Jets, but um, I think that Zach Wilson's going to have a big enough impact where I think he can make a serious case for himself. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would take, uh, I would take a seven to one odds on Zach Wilson in, uh, in New York. Yeah, and you think about Zach Wilson, too, just to build on that, what Kev's saying. He's going to start week one. He and Trevor Lawrence are the two guys, I think, when you look on the board, they're going to start that were picked in the first round. They're going to start week one. We'll see about Justin Fields. Uh, Trey Lance, I, I'm not exactly expecting him. I think they keep Garoppolo around uh, for this year to play. And then you look at Mac Jones, maybe, but they've got Cam Newton. So, yeah, I, I, I can see Zach Wilson. I think that's a pretty good pick. But I'm going to go at Najee Harris of the Steelers, the running back, plus really? 1,000. Yeah, running backs historically do pretty well with this award. And you think about the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger's getting older. He's still pretty good. The Steelers historically are a pretty good running team. And, I mean, that's their calling card as a franchise. They've went away from that in recent years. But I could see him with that offense with Roethlisberger. I could see him actually racking up a well over 1,000 yards and actually having a really good year. So it's hard to go against a quarterback in today's NFL. But I'm going to say that Harris plus 1,000 is pretty good value. I put 50 bucks on that one to win 500. Do you know, Jason, the other odds that I was looking at that was very, very good is Kyle Pitts down in Atlanta, 11-1 to plus 1,100. Uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end from mm-hmm. Florida. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to see him play, but he he's he's an animal. I mean, he's six foot seven, six eight. He weighed in at the combine at 2, I think it was 252, and he ran a sub-4, 540, so... Uh, He's an animal. Um, I think he's going to fit right in in Atlanta. So, I mean, hey, if, if you have an extra little bit of money lying around, too, and you don't want to limit yourself to just one bet, I'd say 11-1 to 1 odds for a big tight end like that in today's modern offense, I'd say that might be a decent play, too. 
Yeah, and that, that's a guy who's going to have an experienced quarterback in Matt Ryan throwing him. Whether you're a huge Matt Ryan fan or you're not, he's still a veteran guy who piles up numbers. So you would think he'd want to throw to his big tight end and get him involved in the offense week one. So that's a good one to look at, too, on the board. That'll just about do it here for State Lines. He is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. Thanks for joining us talking NFL Draft 2021. Should be a fun NFL season coming up on future shows. We'll have a lot more NFL talk in addition to baseball, basketball, mixing some even hockey talk and golf as well from the gambler's perspective. Enjoy the program and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great time, everybody. This show is for entertainment purposes only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.